Good morning and good afternoon. Welcome to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Michael Apatria. Mike, for those who know me, uh, here to break down this wonderful Sunday, December 5th card for you guys. We have a three-game main slate. Only three games, but it's a juicy, it's an interesting one. Plenty of things to talk about. Obviously, we have a crap ton of news, and I guess that's the uh, formal way of saying it. With everything that's happened with the health and safety protocols with that Hornets team, we have some other injuries on the other side of the ball on the Hawks team that are going to drastically affect this slate. So there's a lot of things that we need to monitor and adjust to. And that's that news is what's turning this into maybe what would have been a little bit of a lame slate. Uh, to a interesting and fun one, one that I'm looking forward to. Listen, I got the uh, I got the crap kicked out of me on last night's slate. No easy way to say it. Uh, looking to bounce back on this one though. They can't all be winners. It was there was a hot streak going at some point for about a good six or seven days in a row with like four to five top ten finishes in there. So I, I was due to come back down to earth and it, it set me right. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to this one. Just a nice little bounce back. Nice little break from football as well. I know a lot of people out there that listen to this show probably play DFS football. And I mentioned it, I think, early in the year. Sundays are one of my favorite days to play because you get all the sharks out there who are kind of just sitting there juggling lineups, juggling news. Maybe they don't have the time to pay attention and focus on basketball so much. Well, guess what? That's all I do. I don't really play football. Uh, So I spend all day, all night tinkering, working on my lineups, and just trying to make the best of what I can with these basketball sites. So... We're going to jump right into things, but before we do, quick shout out to our presenting sponsor over at Manscaped. Guys, head over to manscaped.com, check out their fully fledged line of male grooming products, everything from the lawnmower, the new and improved lawnmower 4.0, maybe you have that 3.0, upgrade it, get the 4.0, it's a little better, I'm waiting for mine still to come in the mail, ordered it last week, right before we started the show, and listen, If you're looking for male grooming products and there's no place to be safer than when you're trimming down under, it is going to be these line of products with the built-in LED light, quick charging, waterproof, clip guard, everything you need to make sure that you're not happy, you're not going to have damaged goods. So I always talk about it, get the perfect package kit for yourself, for others. It's gift giving season. And if you use that promo code HOOPBALL20, you get 20% off plus free shipping. So listen, you can't beat it. It's 20% off plus free shipping on your first purchase over there with the promo code HOOPBALL20. And pick one up for you. Pick one up for a brother, a father, a friend, anybody you need. And you'll be good to go. So we're going to jump right into this. We have the first game of the night, Charlotte Hornets traveling to Atlanta. And that's the good thing. We talked about all the news that's coming out of this. And this is the one that we're going to need to monitor. So it's, we're going to have the news before the game starts, before the Hawks. Bogdan Bogdanovich. DeAndre Hunter, Anyeka Kongu are all ruled out. And then we got to keep an eye on Cam Reddish, Trey Young, Kevin Werder. Those guys are questionable. Cam's missed the past few games. Kevin Werder dealing with left quad soreness. And then Trey has left knee soreness. So this may be one where I mean, it could go two ways. I mean, if you're ever going to rest people, it's against a team that's missing a bunch of their starters. Um, but also, this is very, very important for the Eastern Conference standings with these teams only being separated by a game or two. So we definitely want to keep an eye on this one. And then for the Hornets, as you guys probably heard, LaMelo Ball, Jalen McDaniels, Mason Plumley, Terry Rozier are all in the health and safety protocols. All of them ruled out. 
sounds like these guys got a booth at the club together and now they're paying the price. No, but in all honesty, I, I, I mean, we'll probably hear something, something that happened. Very rare that it spreads quickly, though, too. So who knows? Who knows what happened? I'm going to say they got a booth in the club together and that's what happened. But I'm probably wrong there. So obviously there is a lot of things to monitor, a lot of things that we're going to have to look at. But we'll start off with the away team, with the Hornets. And this is the news that we already know. So we don't need to really monitor anything. We just need to adjust. And I'm just going to keep it pretty uh, pretty frank here. Every single player in this game is going to be in play. Uh, the Hornets play at one of the worst uh, defenses in the league. They have one of the faster paces in the league. So anybody coming in, I, you always hear me, I love targeting them. So that puts everybody on the Hawks in play, including that all the injuries over there. And for the Hornets, there's going to be usage aplenty. There's going to be minutes aplenty. So these guys are all priced pretty appropriately and pretty fairly. I mean, with actually the news, I think some of these guys are a little underpriced still. But Miles Bridges, 8400 I mean, this dude's been in play pretty much for us all season long. He's probably a candidate for the most improved player after John Morant went down with an injury. So... For certain, he is in play. I mean, in all honesty, he might be the one that I have the least amount of ownership on, just based off of price. And I think that, you know, his role can't really increase too, too much more. I mean, he could get a few extra shot attempts, but honestly, having LaMelo off the floor might hurt him slightly. Uh, these That two tandem, they play fantastic in open court together. We've seen the lobs for him. You know, Ish Smith might be able to get the ball to him, but it's not going to be the same way that LaMelo can. And he's not going to draw as much of the defense that LaMelo draws. So... I'm a little more worried about Bridges as I am opposed to Hayward, Oubre, P.J. Washington, and Ish Smith. I think all four of those guys are absolutely fantastic plays. But the guys I see myself having the most shares would probably be Oubre, Hayward, and Ish Smith. I think Ish will be pretty chalky. 4,800 still lives, leaves a little meat on the bone for us, but this team just doesn't have much for point guard, and they're going to need to probably run him out there some, some pretty substantial minutes. So. I'm definitely going to be looking at Ish Smith. If you want to take some dart throws on guys like Cody Martin, uh, if it looks like he's going to suit up, he practiced Friday, he was dealing with an illness. I think he's a, a fine play. I don't love Cody Martin's ceiling, and I don't love his price. I prefer Ish at him at 48, but he makes for a decent pivot off of some of these other guys. He should see 30-plus minutes of this one with all the entries. Uber, I, I imagine the starting lineup looks something along the lines of Ish Smith, Kelly Oubre Jr., Gordon Hayward, Miles Bridges, and then uh, we're probably going to get P.J. Washington at center. I like P.J. Washington as well. He's been playing 30-plus minutes uh, with Mason Plumlee being off the floor. Do I love this matchup for him? It's a tough one. He's going against King Capella, but he can definitely stretch the floor and pull him out of the paint, which is something I think he's going to take advantage of. We've seen P.J. Washington be able to chuck threes, and actually over the past four games, he has 15 three-point attempts, and he's knocking that down at a pretty good clip, too. He has knocked down about 10 of those out of the uh, 15. So elite three-point shooting. You're going to get the the decent rebounds from him. That's probably going to get spread around all over the place. I'm expecting that this Hornets team just starts chucking threes today. A lot of these rebounds are going to be longer rebounds away from the rim. So keep an eye on those four guys, five even if you want to include Martin. And then there's a couple dart throws you could take, which I would only recommend in GPPs. I wouldn't call them must-play cash plays. Uh, but James Booknight, a lot of these guys got called up from the G League. So James Booknight at 3K, minimum salary, only shooting guard eligibility. He's going to be in play. If you want to look at one of these bigs between, you know, Vernon Carey or or Kai Jones, Nick Richards, they're only in play for tournaments. I, I think I prefer Book Day if you're looking for a dart throw over those guys. We probably are going to see about 35 from Washington in this one. And it's not going to leave a lot of meat left on the bone and minutes left unless this game gets out of hand, which I don't necessarily think it will, especially if some of these Hawks guys do say, I mean, 
here in that starting lineup for the Hornets is still very capable of, of being competing. The game's coming in at a 227.5 game total. Atlanta's being only favored by four at this point. This game will have the highest game total on the slate. So I think a mini game stack or just a full-on game stack is very, very much in play. I mean, mini game stacks in this game I think are a must, but uh, a full-on game stack is very much in play in this one as well. Sliding over to the Hawks' side of the ball, a lot to like here as well. Now, we need to monitor the news. If Kevin Werder, Cam Reddish, and Trey Young all play, it's going to drastically affect things. And if they sit, it's going to drastically affect things. Now, I already talked about it. I think pretty much everybody on this Hawks team is in play. Now, I'm going to go about it with two different scenarios on whether or not these guys play or don't. If they all sit is what I'm going to talk about first. Now, that would put John Collins in play as, as one of the elite forward options that we have. It would put Gallinari in play as a pivot forward option. It would put DeLon Wright and Lou Williams in play as great value plays at that guard position. Decent pivots off of uh, some of these other guys, but they'll, they'll probably be fairly chalky, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, knowing it's the first game we'll have the news. So I think all four of those guys would be in play. Now, Clint Capella is a guy that I absolutely love in this matchup. I'm looking at the center position to differentiate myself. He's coming off of two down games. Now, those down games are against... Teams with elite defensive centers. Ones that know how to guard the pick and roll. This one does not. They're going against, he's going to be going against an undersized PJ Washington. Now, depending on how click, quick, click, uh, quick <laughs> this Charlotte Hornets team wants to play, they're going to try to run Capella off the floor, is what I imagine. But even in limited minutes, he should be able to get it done. We've seen Vucevic have his best game against this team. We've seen a lot of centers have their best games of the season against this undersized Charlotte team. So keep an eye on Capella as well. I think he makes for a good pivot option, and I'm going to have some shares of him. Bottom line, if Trey Young plays, he's very much in play at 10-3. He'd probably be the top spend-up as far as you know, guys over – I guess he's probably one of the only guys on this site that's really over 10K. Uh, but definitely one of the top spend-ups. And I'll talk about a few other spend-ups on this slate to kind of differentiate yourself, even if he does play. I don't think he's necessarily a must-play, but I, I definitely will have a ton of shares. So that brings us to the point where, now what if all these guys play? Cam Reddish has missed the past few games with an illness. I imagine he's getting very, very close to being back. And if Werder and Young play, he would be one of the options in play if he does suit up. Now, uh, if Trey Young sits, it, let's just get this out of the way. If any one of these guys sits, especially Trey, it's a big boom to the other guys that would play in terms of Reddish and Werner as far as shot attempts and usage. Now, if all these guys play, I'll probably still have some shares of John Collins. I'll definitely still have some shares of Clint Capella. I won't have any shares of DeLon Wright and Lou Williams if Trey plays. So keep an eye on the news. Monitor the news. It's you know The sample sizes are too small to really just go off of usage and things like that 30 to 20 minute sample sizes with all these guys off the floor so you can't really go off of them but you just got to know that this is a very enticing game and there's a lot of spots to go now and if you're looking for another dart throw where if werder reddish bolt sit timothy luau cabro at 3100 would definitely be that guy uh, he won't draw a lot of ownership he's near minimum salary at 3100 We've seen in the past he has a halfway decent ceiling, especially if, if Trey sits as well. He'll get plenty of shot attempts. He'll get plenty of minutes. But keep him in mind. I think he'll go overlooked. And if all those guys happen to sit or if a couple of them happen to sit, it's not Trey that necessarily affects his minutes, but he affects his shot attempts. It's the other two in Werder and Reddish that will affect his minutes. On to the next game, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time game. We have the Washington Wizards 
traveling to Toronto, they are taking on the Raptors. We know our good friend Harris is going to be over there, so he will not be on the show with me later. He's going to be watching that game, I'm sure. Uh, but this game's coming in at a 2-12.5 game total, only a 1.5 point spread, so should be one of the closer games that we have available. OG, Ken Birch, Goran Dragic all ruled out for the Wizards. Rui Hachimura is still out, and as we know, Thomas Bryant is out as well. Now, may sound crazy. Call me crazy. I'm okay with it. My girlfriend does it on a regular basis. But we have three games on the slate, and I'm almost turning it into a two-game slate. Now, I'm not saying I don't like these players. It's not what I'm saying. I don't love their price tags. I'm very, I'm almost confident that one of them will probably be in the optimal build. But I just don't see myself gravitating towards it too much. Now, looking at this Wizards team, could this be the Bradley Beal game? Sure. It could be at 9100 It's a fair price. He hasn't really been paying off that $9,100 price tag uh, on a regular basis. In fact, we, we haven't really even seen a 50-point game out of Beal too often this season. So I just don't see myself going there. Could this be a good uh, Gafford bounce back spot? It absolutely can at 5,100, but I'm not going to trust it in my cash lineups. I think only in your tournaments if you want to look that way. Dinwiddie's not a guy that I've had much shares of all season long at 5,500. So could Dinwiddie easily pay off that $5,500 price tag? Sure. He's nothing more than a pivot off of like Ish Smith and some of these other guys that we spoke about already, though. So I just don't see myself spending up on a ton of these options. I think if I'm looking anywhere on this Wizards team, it might be like Montrezl Harrell at 52, but I, I've already talked about how I'm probably going to go to center and spend up at both center spots. And then maybe a Kyle Kuzma and a bounce back, but I don't want to pay 63 for him. So I just don't see myself having a lot of shares of any of these Wizards. And we'll slide over the Toronto side of the ball. And much of it's the same. Fred Van Vliet's coming in at an exorbitant price of 9200 now. Is Freddie worth 92? I don't think so. Raw points are going to matter on the slate, don't get me wrong. So I do think if I'm playing a Raptor, um, he'd be one of the options. But I think I'm spending up at the center spot. I just told you. So I don't know if we're going to have too much Freddie. We have all this guard value. So is he going to be an optimal build? I think he's a pivot. So he's a pivot off of spending up at center. And he's a pivot because we know that we're going to be playing Ish Smith. If, if Trey Young sits, we're going to be playing a bunch of the guards over there. We're going to get to a guard in the last game that I think is going to have a high ownership and be a great value. So these guys are really just pivots for me and your GPPs. I don't think they're really cash optimal builds. I'm not paying 87 for Siakam, especially because he's only center eligible. Scotty Barnes at 8K, while he's super consistent and can pay that off very easily, we're not getting a lot of juice left on the bone. And if you're wondering why I'm saying juice left on the bone, it's it's, it's a throwback. If you've been listening to the show for years, you know why I say it. Uh, yes, I know it's meat on the bone and juice left in the orange, but juice left on the bone is what I like to say. And then I think Gary Trent Jr. is the one that I can get a little bit enticed with because I think that's a very comfortable price tag at 5,900. The shot attempts will continue to be there for him. Uh, he managed to get it done last game with only shooting 3 of 16, 4 of 11 the game prior. So he's really kind of been uh, a little cold since coming back from his injury. But this is a good spot for him. And at 5,900, he's the one Raptor I can see myself having a little bit of ownership in. Moving on to the final game of the night, we have the New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Houston. They are taking on the Rockets. This is going to be a fun one, needless to say. Uh, looking at the injury report here for the Rockets, Kevin Porter Jr., Jalen Green have both already been ruled out. And for the Pelicans, Josh Hart is questionable. Zion still out. For a game total, it's 216.5. No spread right now, but this may very well be like a pick'em sort of game. 
We'll start off with the Pelicans here. A lot to like. A lot to like. They're going against a Rockets team that has a pretty porous defense, plays at extremely fast pace. Much like targeting teams against Charlotte, I love to target teams going against Houston. There's a couple options I, I'm really keen on tonight, and it's going to be Brandon Ingram at 8,800. He's going to be one of my top spend-ups. He's coming off of a game with a career high in assists at 12. Uh, the shot attempts have been there for him. He's handling the ball a little bit more just because Devontae Graham has been, eh, ass. Uh, so I think we could definitely look at Brandon Ingram in one of our guard spots. I know there's going to be a ton of guard value, but if I'm, I'm probably spending up on one of Jonas or Brandon Ingram. It's just that simple. I want to have my spend-ups be in this game. So I'm going to be looking at one of those two guys probably just about every lineup. I think Jonas has a little bit more risk, obviously, maybe more of a GPP play. He's only played 25 minutes in the past two games, but those two games also got out of hand pretty quickly. And this could be a picture-perfect matchup for Jonas. If he plays 30-plus minutes, there's no way in hell he doesn't crush. Looking at some of these other options, I think, you know, if Garrett Temple draws another start, you could look at him for a value play, but there's probably some better options out there. Probably don't see myself going to too much Herb Jones, despite, you know, good games in two out of the last three. He's a decent value play. I won't have probably any shares of Devontae Graham outside of him being a, piv a pivot in GPPs, but I think uh, Ish Smith, much better play. He'd be the pivot directly off of Ish Smith, very similar to Spencer Dinwiddie because they're close in salary. So it's really probably going to be Ingram, Valanciunas, maybe a little Temple and Herb Jones if I need that. Spread it in there. It's a great up-pace game for him. Turnovers are plenty for Herb Jones. Looking at this Houston team now, I love it. Again, Christian Wood, 9600 now. It's an expensive price tag for the guy, but has he been paying that off? Yes, he has. Outside of the game that he got hurt against OKC, he's paid off this price tag pretty easily in the past three games. Sign me up. He's my top spend-up of the night. I am going to have a ton of Christian Wood. And now with no Kevin Porter Jr., I talked about it. I alluded to it earlier. Armani Brooks, absolutely fantastic value play. He's going to draw the start. He's only 3700 His point guard and shooting guard eligibility. Sign me up. Garrison Matthews, 4600 Shot attempts continue to be there for him. Now, there's not a lot of juice left on the bone for him at that price tag. But if you're looking for somebody that could play that small forward position, which probably not. We talked about plenty of guys that will. Uh, he's an option. Same thing with Eric Gordon. The shot attempts continue to be there. I don't expect him to shoot 10 of 14 like he did in the last one, 4 or 6 from deep, where he put up 24 actual points. But he's shown us 35 DK point upside in two out of the last four games. So he's in play. This is the reason why I'm not so on that Washington-Toronto game, because there's so much in play with these first game and the last game of the night where I don't need to be. I expect these, both these games to be high-scoring affairs with very little defense played. They both play at incredibly fast paces. I want a lot of shares in here. So I talked about it. I think Wood's a fantastic play. I think Brooks and Wood will be in most of my lineups. I think I'll be bouncing around with a little bit of Eric Gordon and Jay Shante. And now listen, I never play Jay Shante. I just don't get him right. But the dude's been an absolute tank over the last three games. So with no Kevin Porter Jr., he'll continue just to get a boatload of shot attempts. And he always chips in across the board with the rebounds, with the assists, with the steals, with the blocks. He's in play. Don't love that $6,600 price tag, but we have money to spend. So look, sign me up for Christian Wood, Armani Brooks, Jay Sean, Gordon. All these guys are in play. And I will have, like I get, I'll keep reiterating, I will have very little shares in that Washington-Toronto game. That brings us home. That wraps us up. That is the entire three-game slate.
time to get to the player tier segment by myself, so I will give out two for each. Top tier guys, Christian Wood, Brandon Ingram. Love them both. Don't care about their price tags, even though they feel like they're a little overexpensive. Raw points are going to matter on this slate. It's only three games. Mid-tier, a lot of decent mid-tier options, but for myself, I'll be going with Kelly Oubre Jr. And then the caveat over here, I mean, and you could throw Gordon Hayward right in there. I think both those guys very much play. But the caveat, I think John Collins, I'll have a lot more interest in if Trey Young sits, but he's still in play either way. So John Collins, 7,100, I like him. And then for value, lots of value we could be going with here. We'll go with the two that we already know are going to draw starts, and we don't need to wait on injury news for it, like I talked about with that Trey Young stuff over there. Armani Brooks at 37, and then Ish Smith at 48. Thank you guys for joining me on this wonderful Sunday. Thank you for listening, as always, to the Sports Ethos DFS Today podcast. Follow me on Twitter, at Mike Apatria, M-I-K-E-A-P-O-T-R-I-A. Then give us a thumbs up, five star, wherever you are listening to us. It is the holiday spirit giving... Give us some love. That's all I'm asking. I'm not asking for you to send me any gifts. Give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to it. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio. Wherever it is, thumbs up, five stars. Leave a nice little comment. Things you want to see us do differently. Things you love us so we love us doing so we can continue doing those things. Greatly appreciate it. And then we'll be back tonight. I'll probably go solo. Maybe I get someone to jump on with me. Maybe I don't. To break down that nice, wonderful Monday card for you guys. Let's go out there. Let's take down some tournaments. Take down some money. Let's have some fun with some the slate. It, it's going to be a real good one. It's going to be a real interesting one for a three-gamer. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. Take care. Enjoy your Sunday. <laughs>